Barancourt's radio network is now available on Anchor.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast either through Anchor or one of its many affiliates, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Now, enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast. to the Sci-Files. You have me, Axel, Heather, and Ryan. And today's episode is one that I've hinted about. It's going to be Sci-Fi Online. Yay! Things like in YouTube and video games and such as the like. <clears throat> so uh, we're going to, I guess, talk about the YouTube side of thing. If you actually go to YouTube and type in sci-fi, there is so much content. So many sci-fi sh- movie shorts, even long independent films, you know, a couple hours long, have shown up on YouTube, uh, as well as, uh, you know, full movies that were made for TV that never aired. Like, there's one called Star Commander, hmm. or Star Command, that never ever got aired and it has a lot of famous actors in it like uh, Morgan Fairchild and this was like one from back in the 80s uh, and it you know I guess it was supposed to be kind of a, a Star Trek or you know pre-Babylon 5 or something like that but it never aired on TV as far as I know and if you are like us who have no life feel free to ch- feel free to spend a few hours well YouTube no 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 see <laughs> i surf youtube for our sci-files fans he has no life really because <laughs> a lot of a lot of the content about episodes like sci-fi technology that's now reality you'll find on youtube and other you know video media sites social media and stuff like that like alon and graphene and stuff like that <clears throat> So, you know, to, to get little videos and see what's coming up. New technologies out, you'll find on YouTube, like, uh, neat things that they've got, like a wrist bracelet now that you can put on that's like a Bluetooth capable, will project an image of your phone screen on your wrist, hmm. and you can tap the icons oh, yeah, like it was. Stuff like that is all neat stuff that's mm-hmm. out there now that is in production, and you can purchase them. They've got one that I was really impressed with just recently is a earbud style universal translator. Hmm. You you Bluetooth attach it to your phone and you have whatever language queued up on your phone and as somebody talks to you, it will translate it. I mean, there's like a little bit of a short delay. I actually kind of did that one time mm-hmm. when I was uh, like a while back, I was working as a, a delivery and once in a while, you'll get, like, customers who don't speak English. Mm-hmm. And I used to just do that with Google Translate. <laughs> I'd just <laughs> pop my phone open and just be like, talk to talk to this. Because they were just, like, they couldn't communicate with me. Yeah. My Spanish isn't that good, so. Yeah. You know, mas bueno. <laughs> but this one will translate in real time for you. 
so that you can understand what somebody's saying, and then, you, yeah, and then you can talk back to your phone, and your phone will speak at them and tell them <laughs> what you're trying to say in their language. So I mean, all of this stuff is is you know found on YouTube. There are a number of science shows, and I'm not going to include the science aspect in this episode because I'm trying to get uh, one of the hosts of one of the popular science shows to be a guest star on our show here. So uh, we're going to take the real science on YouTube episode for later. Uh, but for now, we've got uh, Heather was thinking about reviewing a few of her favorite sci-fi short movies well, on there. I didn't say they were my favorite, but I thought it would be fun since we always end up talking about movies more and some and a couple of TV shows. I'm like, you know what? Why don't we just talk start talking about YouTube sci-fi, you know, shorts. And the one thing that's pretty cool about this, so uh, for those of you out there who have not seen it yet, I saw this ad originally through Facebook. Uh, Dust, which is a science fiction um, video service, and they do nothing but short films, independent films, mm -hmm. um, and they just kind of procure them all over the internet and put them there in one place on their YouTube channel. Certainly neat. They've pretty much taken the high end of it, kind of like Crypt TV, except for Crypt TV makes all their own content, where Dust just kind of procures everything. And you know, but they're able to get like different stuff. You're able to, you know, and and a, and a lot of it is very cool and very well done. And like, yes. I mean, for low budget, low budget short films, they look like they're high budget, high budget videos, which is high budget movies, which is amazing considering the elevation of digital video editing technologies out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, again, on YouTube, one of the things I found <clears throat> was a program that you can attach into your, your video editing that will plug in preset effects that are in the program. So cool. like, yeah, there's one, is like the, the reason I, it caught my interest is you can make yourself look like you're going Super Saiyan from Dragon Ball Z with just this, ah. this pre-effect. You know, cool. you can pretend like you're throwing a energy <laughs> blast at somebody, and these are preset effects that you can add into your video editing in this plug-in for this program. So, I mean, yeah, that's why now is the... It's going back to the time of the independent filmmaker, back when the silent movies, when anybody with a camera was making silent films. Yeah which eventually coalesced into the big three movie production studios, the ones who actually started realizing that they had an audience and, you know, let's, let's do for silent film, big budget silent films, which is kind of laughable now, yeah. considering a big budget silent film back then cost $1,000. I wish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but now it's back to that time. I mean, Hollywood has picked up a few movies from shorts that and have produced them into big, uh, big movies yeah. times. That's Actually, there is a company out there that is doing... It's not sci-fi, though. It's general. And oh, it's okay. called Legion M is the name of the studio. The first one they put out was called Bad Samaritan. Oh, really? With David Tennant. Oh! 
Yeah, Chris they Hill. made that too. They made they made okay. Bad Samaritan. I saw, pre- I saw a preview of that the other yeah. day. Yeah, I, I actually weird. I actually signed up and I'm a member of Legion M. I haven't donated any money yet. Ah. My goal was to actually invest in the company. See, I thought they were because just, they were yeah. they had just come up with stock releasing, and they were do they were gearing up for their first stock release. Okay. Unfortunately, the bottom fell out of my wallet. So I wasn't able to purchase the stock at the time. So I'm waiting for. I think now they're on their third run of stock release. Mm. So I'm hoping to be able to buy a. That was one of the other ones we of stock in the company. That was one that we actually thought about. I mean, Stopper were talking about. Yeah, but yeah, it's called Legion M. It's really neat. It's completely. It it started as a fan based. You know, we want to run this company. You know, we want to make movies that the fans want to see. Not what big production. Companies. Not what big yeah. productions want to see. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so now I they, want to see Bad Samaritan even more. Yeah, they had <laughs> they had open calls for everybody mm-hmm. to submit scripts and things like that. Wow. Uh, if you have a script idea for a movie or TV show, and so that's their goal is to keep doing that. Is you know keep you know look on their site for when they're having open calls for scripts and stuff. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do that now. That's gonna. I happen. know. I'm gonna have to submit some of my scripts. Maybe maybe we'll see if they'll do my how to how 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 ninjas and aliens save the world movie. <laughs> well, hey, no. <clears throat> I mean, if a movie like Cowboys and Aliens can get made. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? right? <laughs> it's like, I mean, come on. Why not, right? Exactly. Why not aliens and ninjas? And they saved the world. Ninjas. <laughs> well, just the two main characters. Yeah, I actually, for uh, WizardCon, I have a TV series concept mm. that I actually submitted to Sony because Sony had open calls at WizardCon for, uh, they said movies. Oh, yeah, I, think, I remember this, yeah. But I went ahead, because, it, you know, my, sh- the the concept could technically be a movie, uh, so I submitted it anyway. I never got a, a write-back on it, but... I guess yeah. another one to always kind of keep your eyes and ears peeled for, or, and open for, is, like, uh, Netflix, because Netflix is seemingly almost making oh. anything into a Actually, movie. Actually, <laughs> so I did look, so for those of you who are looking to use Netflix... I did look into this one time at some point. Uh, they do have it on their website saying that you have to connect with agencies that are into scripts that they're connected to. They nice. will not accept open calls. Okay. But still, I mean, that kind of gives you something. You know? Exactly. But there is actually TV networks now, mm-hmm. two of them, which are television networks that are, you know, for the fans. They, they, uh, I'm, trying to think of the name of one of them uh, I'll have to look it up here so I can give you the name but I ran is, across it, it is Vice one of them? I'm not sure if Vice is Vice I, seems like it would I be think though. one of them I think was called Fuse or something like that but it was uh, yeah the creators of the television networks like yeah they, they've got a bunch of shows on that are supposedly fan fan created shows that's cool so I mean and why not you know because like with the way you know with the way it is now you know with more independent projects coming out all the time with people um, submitting their stuff to either YouTube Vimeo or any other streaming site um, and they're able to get their stuff out there for free and you're checking it out why not pick you know pick up some of these guys I mean exactly. they, they could be our next big time I mean because when you look at the mainstream 
the mainstream's kind of stuck on one thing right mm-hmm. now. It's stuck on making comic book movies and remakes. Yep. And, and books. Yeah, and books. And Well, and you got to also know is, so I found a few years ago, so in the early 2000s, I, went, I actually went to Artists, Artists, um, Artists U to Portland. Okay. And um, so I got to, and for animation for two years. So I got to meet some actually cool guys that actually worked in the industry, in the world of movies and TV and stuff. One guy, I don't remember his name, but he was a director, came down. And I actually got to ask, because this is where the trend started with the remakes. I know, you know, this is when we started doing all the remakes, some of the books. And so I asked him about this question, and he said that it is cheaper it is actually less expensive to hire people to take a concept that's already been created and already there like a book or a remake and then just remake it or take a book and just you know turn it into a script yeah whereas you have to pay someone for the idea and all these other big stuff Hmm. so it's actually the long run is because it was just cheaper that way Hmm. I think a lot of people are going towards comics. A lot of we're going towards a certain way yeah. now too, because they know that there's a fan base out there for it. Yeah, it seems like the big one is like, um, I mean, obviously the big two are Marvel and DC's sub. No, we're not complaining about Marvel and DC. Yeah, because you know? like you'll see a lot of stuff from like DC's Vertigo um, company. I mean, you'll, we've seen like shows like uh, Lucifer, I Zombie, stuff mm-hmm. like that is coming out. I thought it was actually pretty cool. And then some of your other. Uh, like the like some of the sub Marvel stuff too. Mm-hmm. You can get now, and don't get me wrong, I actually do enjoy watching the movies from books and comics. Now, well, the books, as long as I don't read the books, I'm actually usually pretty good. Yeah. Because then I wind up liking the like. I despise the Twilight series movies, but I love this. I actually like the books themselves. I actually found uh, Stephanie Meyer is actually much better writer than I. Well, she surprised me in her writing techniques, and I actually expected when I first picked it up. But um, I just don't like the movies themselves. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like so much stuff out there right now, and it's like, and I want to get, I want to be into some of it, like uh, the new Sabrina series that's coming out, which more or less is this version is a spinoff. Well, this one is actually a spinoff of the Riverdale show. Because huh. um, like River, because I guess Archie and Sabrina the Teenage Witch were all a part of the same universe. Oh, they're I didn't all, know they're that. all Archie comics, and wow. I didn't even know, I didn't know that at all. I like, didn't what, either. Because like I remember first time I saw Sabrina Teenage Witch, I figured, okay, you know, stupid concept for a show. Here we go. Well, yeah, Michelle, <coughs> what's her face? Oh, it's um, no Melissa. Yeah, Melissa John Hart. Melissa John Hart, yeah. Uh, Sabrina. I never read Archie comics or Sabrina. <coughs> Or Sabrina the Teenage Witch comics at all. Never, never read any of those. I mean, Archie comics to me was like the ones you find in the funny, in you know, the funny yeah, pages. I've seen on on the <coughs> or in a or in a Cracker Jack box or on a Cracker Jack. Or, box. <laughs> you had to have the little strips and stuff you could roll you, out. Or in the middle lane, or in the middle aisles of the grocery stores when you're waiting to check out. Occasionally, I have seen the Archibalds, um, Archie. What? Yeah, the. Little comic books like this big. Yeah, the Archie comics. Yeah, the Archie comics, but in the middle aisles when you're waiting to be checked out. 
But anyways, we're kind of segueing like a very common thing we do. We need to just retitle our entire name called Segway. <laughs> Welcome to the Segways. <laughs> Welcome to the Sci-Fi Segways. But anyways, um, there are two shorts that we decided to pick. Well, you decided to well, pick. Well, I, I said, hey, let's do this. And they all, dis- they all you know, for lazy atmosphere, whatever, decide, sure. <laughs> Well, you picked the first one, and I went with the second one. That's true. I did pick the first one. The first sci-fi short. It's actually a live-action movie. Yeah. It's very well done by Dust. Which was... Well, it's showcased on Dust. I don't know if Dust actually did it. No, they didn't. Yeah. And it's called The Crimson Man. And it's about... what, From what you can tell in the short is that... It's kind of like a Terminator-esque thing, war against humans and robots, and that the Crimson Man is actually a battle bot that has malfunctioned in a way that it's now friendly, or at least friendly to a little boy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and this movie was uh, uh, created by Mike Papa, um, and it actually has its own uh, YouTube page as well, so you can actually find um, this movie specifically on its own page. Um, but as one of the featured movies on Dust, it was... I mean, I, I like the way it looked. You know, like the the costume design for the robot. Yeah, they did a cool. really great job with the so, costume. Some of the visuals out in the distance, you know, like the... That one looked a little like they just took something from a movie, but... You know, they created it great. I almost thought I was hearing TARDIS sound effects in the back. <laughs> you know, I could almost, not just because I'm, I was waiting for, I'm waiting for the new episode of Who or whatever. And it's just the fact that I was listen, sitting there listening to it and you can see, hear weird little sounds in the background <laughs> while they're out in the, you know, while they're out kind of trying to hide. And um, That would be a cool Easter egg. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a cool Easter egg. Yes. All of a sudden, yeah, it, it, the robot almost seems like something you would see on Who. <laughs> almost, it, it really does look very, very Who-like. Poovarian. Um, I personally, even though some of the dialogue could be a little adjusted, I personally liked how they took this very complex story. They look like they had this very complex storyline. But what they did is, I liked, is they didn't tell it all in one spot. It's, uh, you actually find out some bits of information as the story progresses. And yeah. I actually find that was a really great technique, you know, to make you kind of sit there and you're like, I kind of want to know what's going on. Okay, that's what's going on. And I personally wouldn't have minded if this was an actual two-hour movie flick. I probably wouldn't mind seeing that version. Like... I would have liked it more if the other person wasn't a kid. <laughs> like, the kid kind of bothered me a little bit. Not because the kid was a terrible actor, but it's just... It always feels like in, in sci-fi and in um, comedy or action movies, if you got a kid in there, there's always going to be, like, a certain kind of thing they're not going to want to show. And, I don't know, for some for whatever reason, I just... Uh, I was kind of taken out of it by that, but at the same time, because I was rooting for the guy, you know, when the kind of the mercs found him, <laughs> I was kind of rooting for them to kill the kid. I don't know why. I was, uh, just kind of like, I oh. was expecting the they were as they were fighting each other. I was expecting them to for the robot to accidentally kill the kid or something. Yeah. So I I did find that bit a little 
not, I mean, too rushed. Because they were, in this part, the boy had found out he was a wanted robot. Or it says, beware of this, of this robot. Yeah. And he just witnessed a robot killing a bunch of people. And so the kid's pretty much scared. And the robot is like, what the frick? Why did you have this thing? And, you know, and I kind of felt like they were going really strong on this fight. But then all of a sudden they stop and start hugging each other. And I'm like, that's awfully quick. There was no, that was like the only downfall for me was there was no transition with that. Yeah. I did like the little jokes, though, he kept throwing out there. Like he kept making like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, they would say something. And throwing like, of the arm. Yeah. <laughs> don't use the Fine, you can come with me, but just, just don't throw, throw your, your don't use your throw arm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kept throwing those out there. I thought, I thought, that, I thought some of the some of the little comedy things they mm-hmm. had were kind of funny, but. Um, um, oh, and the robot has PTSD. Yes, the I robot thought, does have PTSD. <laughs> I thought that was a little interesting. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to think of a robot having PTSD, but at the same time, they kind of do it really well enough that it doesn't really you don't think about it yeah in that form but you know again there's lots of sci-fi shows uh i'm i'm into the the i'm more into the cgi ones than the Mm -hmm. live action ones though some of the live action ones are really cool i'm not picky but this uh the one that i like the most is called raw r apostrophe a h a uh, it's Raha. called Raha. 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 And this one is actually... The reason I like this one is because it takes the human element out completely. It's an alien race versus another alien race. Yeah. And... And it looks like we're going to review it just now. Okay, so... The, the story is basically an alien perspective on, like, the Terminator series. Like, these yeah. aliens are having a war with other aliens protecting their home solar system when their AI basically goes nuts and tries to take over the planet. Yeah. And the, the story is about one particular of these aliens that gets captured by the robots who want to find out where the refugees went so that they can finish them off. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to give away much more than that, but for, like, a little six-minute movie, they do a really good job of getting your story across exactly what's going on and giving you the uh, uh, a little bit of the action and explanation. And, I mean, it's really cool. And, again, it's, you know, it's presented by Dust, and it's the kind of thing that's going on out there that everybody can now do. Well, if you know how to do it, basically. Yeah. Especially if you have, it, or or at least you have, or know somebody who has access to like, you know, a small CG studio. Uh, whether yep. they're doing gaming or whether they're doing w- whatever the case may be, um, if they're just into graphic design. I like the how fact, the fact these can be made. Really neat. I liked how these aliens, even though they didn't really exactly have a mouth, it looked like they one they were a little bit more. They were definitely a little expression. They had a lot of expressions going on, but it's like 
they were almost talking through their forehead because they would move their forehead yeah. as they would talk. And I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, yeah. you know, just watching him just kind of crease his forehead and just kind of like move those muscles. To me, I almost think cool. the filmmaker had uh, had a lot of like, there was a lot of um, draw from like uh, Egyptian symbolism. Yeah, Whether, definitely. Yeah, especially with the design of the alien itself, the very snake-like, the... Well, uh, to me, it was kind of like more of like uh, a cross between Set and Anubis together. Yeah. Well, yeah. and if you think about it, RHA, even if it has a process in the middle, is just basically Ra, which is the sun god. Yeah. So it does have that Egyptian feel to it. And the alien looks like a snake man with forearms. <coughs> but yeah, no, he was completely really naked. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't give away like really any details, though. But yeah, it, it so. I mean, I, I just can't say enough about Ryan messing with, like, a paper bag in the middle of our show. <laughs> but I, I, there, there is so much sci-fi stuff out there that is just... It, it's, it's cool. I mean, and I, I challenge you to take a couple of hours and just watch some of this stuff because it's really neat and it's really cool. And again, if you have no life this will be very easy for you to do. Well, that's why I said only a couple hours. You don't want to sit yeah. there and do it for like eight hours like I've done in the past. Yeah, I, w- I watched a few different ones too. There was like one I watched. It kind of felt like a movie trailer. Um, it was for... It was a basically set in the future uh, where the, we've created these kind of reploid kind of... Uh, they call them sentience uh, in, in this uh, film. But it... Uh, it kind of has these uh, creatures that just kind of want to be themselves. You know, they want to be who they are. They want to be themselves. They want to be alive. They want to be recognized as that. They want to be, you know, they want to be free in a sense. And we have waged war against them. And here it kind of makes us out to be the bad guy in this scenario. And the short film is called Rise, also on Dust. <laughs> and... And it's it's really cool. They did a really good job with the CG, making the the robot um, under you know under you know under the skin kind of pop out, and it looks really cool. But basically, uh, Rise is the starting of the Terminator series, kind of is what it looks like in a sense. But it's but it's sympathetic to the uh, robot side. Yeah, they're doing the what they call the. Uh, uh, I, I kind of think of this as being kind of like Alien Nation, but with robots. We, we definitely, it, we, it was what they were talking about how they turn the villain into the hero, kind of like what they did in Infinity War when they made when they made the the story wasn't about the heroes, the story was about the villain and the reason the villain is trying to be what he thinks of as being heroic and a good guy. Yeah. I also kind of want to like even plant or District Nine's a little bit like that too. Ooh, I hated that movie. Yeah, absolutely hated it. Because I didn't like it either. But I mean, seriously. First off, I don't care if an alien ship shows up in a foreign country, a foreign country that does not have the resources or the military force right. to prevent the rest of the highly militarized world from coming in and taking over or trying to take over this alien craft or yeah. you know 
first off, you know, yeah, okay, it's in Johannesburg, okay, South Africa, yeah. okay, whatever. Secondly, there is no way in hell that the rest of the world, let alone the United States, <laughs> would allow Somali terrorists to get a hold of any of the alien technology, whether or not they can use it. Yeah. It would not happen. This is like, no. hey, they the Somali terrorists got a hold of uh, uh, an alien gun. And Next thing you know, there's going to be an invasion. I don't know if you've yeah. actually seen it, but the original short film for District 9, the, the, the short that actually started the... I never movie, knew it did start as a short. It was fucking awesome. It was really good, but it was good in the in the way this was. It it kind of uh, showed you what was going on in the world, you know, as they saw it from you know from that perspective in Johannesburg, mm-hmm. you know, during the apartheid and everything yeah. just kind of going crazy and um, and of course, I mean, the director, I mean, the, the guy who made the movie, well, actually, no, the guy who wrote the movie, not the guy who directed it, because the guy who directed it is different. Um, but the guy who made the movie is the same guy who did Hardcore Henry. Um, he was also, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was, um, I think he played Murdoch in the uh, 18 remake. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, uh, but he was telling, he was kind of just kind of telling this like different kind of story. And it was, um, I mean, obviously it wasn't going to, you know, hasn't, hadn't escalated to the level the movie did. But uh, for what it was as a short, because I, I hated the movie because it was way too CG for me. Like I, I didn't have a problem with the CG. I had a problem with the fact that it... You know, I like a little bit of reality in my fantasy That's, and sci-fi. Well, <laughs> I, I think the only reason why I didn't like it is because the short didn't have any. The short was all in practical effects and it looked cool. Yeah, because, I mean, again... Especially when they throw the car and everything else. I mean, like, the fact oh. that the hero of the show who's getting transformed into one of the aliens gets a hold of an alien battle suit because the Somali pirates yeah. have it. Uh, or, uh, yeah. You, no. <laughs> I know. It's no. I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I can stretch my belief only so far, and that kind of broke it right there. So with this story, though, I mean, like, I, I love the way they did the effects. Um, and the fact that they had so many famous actors in it. Yeah, yeah, they had, like, two of them at least. No, more than that. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. yeah I saw at least five. Feeds, yeah. I saw at least five really yeah. famous actors. It and wasn't... this would be a good trailer, and I wouldn't mind seeing this as a full-length film. And I'm wondering if it actually was a pitch video. I it could have been, yeah. Now, this is me as a story storyline person, and I don't know if... I would just do this just for the good kicks and giggles, but I was when we were watching Rise, I was kind of thinking, you know, it would be interesting if Colonel and everybody that was going up against a robot were actually robots. They just don't know it. That would have been kind of funny. Yeah, that that would be a M Night Shyamalan twist right there. Yeah. yeah. You know, or or Mega Man X the storyline. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of. <laughs> That's kind of the storyline. But that would be me. I was just like, you know, let's just make them robots and, yeah, the universe is twisted that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, the, um, and I think the the other one I watched was, um, was Ocean Maker, uh, which is also an animated uh, show. That's a CGI one. And, And I... We almost shot Ryan after we saw this. Yeah. We can't tell you why, though, because you I I don't want to give a spoiler on this one. It's like, the concept... 
of the short was really cool. Yeah. I hated the absolute ending of it. So yes. it's basically a dystopian future where everything is there's a huge drought and it dries up to everything. Um, we're like struggling to stay alive as well as you know um, procure water, and we get it when it comes, as it comes, and little tiny clouds kind of form, and somebody had figured out a way to make the clouds rain. You know, to actually produce with the some rain. kind of gas in this. Yeah. Shuts, well, shuts that's actually off. that's actually old technology. Uh, was it lining the clouds with silver nitrate? Isn't that what it is? Something Possibly. like that. Uh, that's yeah. what I want to think. But either way, uh, this car- she, this African uh, chick, finding old this really old plane. Like it's it's ready to go all shits to hell with this plane, and so. And of course, this is being a cloud and is deserty. I actually like how I mean, you I kind of didn't notice realize it until later, but apparently, one cloud because it's so harsh out there will put you into airplane fights. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, they're all fighting struggle to get for it. water. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing with it too is the timeline's very un you know unsure because when you look at the landscape of decay. Um, you see like old submarines you mm-hmm. see all these different things that may have just been in the water that are yeah. no longer there anymore and they've kind of like um they've kind of fossilized into the landscape the fact that even their the planes they're using everything that they're using is seemingly old technology so this could be like like well, a future that we don't have you know that we're yeah. we obviously have passed it by well it's also apocalyptic so yeah. style which is basically that's what it is it's apocalyptic is very dry parched desert with yeah. barely any technology it almost it almost makes me think of the uh of the movie turbo kid because in the turbo kid it's like the post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. 90s Mm-hmm. Where like the eighties was the last era we saw, and then everything went to shit. <laughs> and it's like, and I I like that. That's kind of what this feels, or that's kind of what um, you know, what Ocean Maker feels like. Yeah. It's just uh, but just to kind of give a little bit more perspective on why they probably aren't into it as much as I was. It's very oh, I sad. loved it. I just I it's loved very it. sad. Yes. Very sad. I loved it. I just wanted to shoot Ryan for making me watch. <laughs> I hated the ending. I exactly. just all I'm gonna That's say. why. I hated yeah. the ending. I, mean, I won't tell you why. Just go watch it. It's a really good yes. short. So the Metroid fan film actually was really cool. It's called The Sky Calls. And, and it's not we, done by dust. It's a Rainfalls films. Intergalactic Odyssey. Yeah. And the effects and the CGI actually were all really good. I only had one problem with it. And that was... The headshots of the live-action actress sometimes were kind of... They were Not a little quite, off. Yeah, a yeah, little off, off. I mean, they weren't yeah. Quite, yeah, they weren't quite matching what was but going But the rest on. of it was actually very cool, and it looks like it's actually following a, some of, somewhat of the Metroid storyline. Yeah, and then for, the, and then for those um, familiar with her work, Jessica Chobot's actually the, the woman who plays uh, Samus in this one um, it's hard to recognize her without the dark hair because like with blonde hair she looks way weird <laughs> uh, you can still tell it's her because of the face but she's very, she looks the makeup and stuff made and her I loved very, her go ahead made her very metallic and shiny looking yeah and I loved her 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 very very blue contact lenses oh yes, very blue those, those were really awesome yeah 
Even though, like, her actual eyes are pretty close to that, but not as, like, they're not super bright blue like yeah, that. that was very cool. Yeah, and, and, and I'm guessing America Young, um, who I guess was in a Halo 5, I think she's the one in the, in the suit. Um, if not the voice of the other thing trying to give her messages and whatnot. Hmm. I thought that was actually cool, the way that the thing talked through her actual... Um, video recordings that she does when she's talk when she's doing her activity reports. Yeah. You know, the thing was actually talking to her through those messages and I was like, that's kinda cool. It's slightly creepy at the same time, but it was actually pretty cool the way they did that. And I like how it has this old kind of like it has a mesh between current and old like video game slash movie feel. And, and looking up other Metroid stuff, there does seem to be a full-length Metroid movie called Other M Movie. Metroid Other M. So, I mean... I guess we'll have to do a YouTube movie uh, review. Yeah. yeah. So, so you definitely want to check out sci-fi stuff. Sci-fi shorts, sci-fi full-length movies on YouTube. Because some of them you won't find anywhere else. Some of them only aired once. Uh, one of them that was called uh, Earth Star Voyager is from the 80s and it was actually supposed to be a TV show that never, it's like they filmed four or five episodes and then just combined them all into uh, a movie length version of the show hmm. and uh, it never, never I mean it may have been released once and then failed yeah. but as far as I know it never really but it's actually pretty cool uh, the storyline is pretty cool so definitely check it out there's lots of sci-fi stuff uh, hopefully I'll get uh, the science host on there I don't want to give it away because if not I'm, if I uh, can't well, get a hold of him I am sure that we will likely just talk about him anyways yeah well if I can't get a hold of him I'm going to talk about him yeah. and then I'm going to link the fact that we <laughs> talked about him on our show Ooh, we should talk to him while he's doing a live uh, video. That's what we're going to try to do. One of the things well, no, he does is live shows. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, he's doing the podcast while we're chatting them through YouTube. So, that's going to be the sci-fi episode, sci-files episode, the sci-fi of the <laughs> internet. Check it out. Lots of good stuff out there. And that's it for sci-files. Uh, you can check us out on Anchor, which... Jumps us off to a lot of other media platforms like uh, Spotify, Breaker.fm, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher Radios, we've always been on, um, and then a plethora of other um, uh, platforms. So if you are an avid. Yeah, if you're, if you're an avid um, uh, podcast listener, just type, you know, and if you're hearing this podcast for the first time, and you have a different um, service that you would rather use for it, then uh, go ahead and just search her name. It might pop up on, on the various platforms that we could be featured on. So. I do um, occasionally have this done, SciFiles, S-C-I-P-H-I-L-E-S, and actually our some of our stuff does come up within the first few months. In the first few lines, so... Yeah, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to Google ourselves and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, peace out, Sci-Files Universe. Peace. This has been... Rotten Corpse Radio.